When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Wait, keep on falling. Every time I try to leave it alone, I swear keep on calling. Keep on calling. Keep on calling. Keep on calling. All right, guys, I uh, appreciate you uh, tuning in for the, the second episode of What's Up, Belly Up. Uh, the first episode, I wasn't sure how well it was going to go. Wasn't sure if we were going to have an episode two. I know uh, I'm pretty raw, pretty new to all this stuff. So so oh, if, you, if, you made it through, if you made it through the first one, you know, I appreciate it. You're back for the second one. Uh, I do usually bash on those podcasts of those kids <laughs> that don't know what's going on. Uh, it's kind of the same thing here. I'm doing the same thing so you guys can rip on me all you want. So uh, last week we had Zach Mack on the show talking about hockey. We talked about life. Just talked about the overall brand, how, how it was born. He was one of our first ones on. Uh, this week I'm really excited to bring, uh, bring these guys on. Well, this guy here, he's, he's, he's part of the duo of the FTLS, or FTLS Fantasy Football Podcast presented by Belly Up Sports. Um, this is uh, Jay Batts right here, man. I, I'm, I'm excited to have you on the show. I appreciate you, you giving me a little bit of your time. And, and uh, just kind of let us know. For most people that, that know Belly Up and, and that are follow our podcast net, podcast network, they're they probably heard of you. Tune into some of your shows, but but what are you guys all about? What do you what do you guys do? So uh, me and my buddy Brian, at least on the show, uh, we try and make uh, fantasy football for the masses easy stuff, easily digestible stuff you can relate to. Because um, sometimes, at least for us, you know, we started taking fantasy football pretty serious. You follow some of these analysts, you listen to some of their podcasts. Uh, there's great information out there, but it's hard to digest if you're just like an everyday kind of guy. You're working two, three jobs. You're a bit of a degenerate. You just want to get a, some quick information to give you a tiny advantage over your buddies in your home league. That's what we kind of are. You know, we're that everyday sort of podcast for uh, fantasy football. So it's not it's fun. It's it's great. It's I tell I say all the time I get to talk about fantasy football with one of my best friends. So it's pretty cool. So you guys uh, you guys recorded just just released your. I, I guess technically your second season episode one. Yeah, had that out today. It was kind of a playoff pre or review or preview kind of kind of in depth talks about things. Uh, obviously, I might throw a clip in here to, to get you guys out there, but uh, <laughs> but I mean, what did you guys uh, a little a little teaser? What did you guys talk about there? So basically, uh, you know, we talked about you know once fantasy football is over, at least for me and Brian, that's not the end of the workday for us. Like we also have to watch and analyze, and we're always thinking. You know, what's on what's going to happen next year? What do these implications mean for this and that and the other thing? And and people sometimes in the fantasy world will sort of shut off once fantasy playoffs are over. It's they stop thinking and then they wait until, you know, three weeks out from their draft season and start doing information again. And 
you know, we're here to tell you, no, you should probably be thinking about this stuff all the time. Uh, so, yeah, we basically went through, looked at all the playoff games uh, and kind of did our breakdown of what we thought that those teams were going to be like going into 2019 uh, for fantasy. Nice, nice. I mean, for, for the most part, you know, everybody I've talked about, you know, on the first show, everybody behind the scenes that, that pitches in that, that has a lot to do with this. They this isn't their career by any means right now. But, you know, some of people inspire to do this, to, to get paid. I mean, obviously, ideally to get paid to do what you love, but everybody kind of does their own thing. So so to get people together to have the free time to do this. Uh, a lot of these people are, are working their jobs eight, 10 hours. And then they're coming home and doing this, especially these guys. I mean, you can't have a fantasy podcast. And uh, just throw out some names because, I mean, people will crucify you. The fantasy community is huge. And if you don't know what you're talking about, I mean, there's absolutely no chance. No, and I joke around all the time. I say, Brian's the smart one. I'm the funny one, you know. So I I get out there on Twitter and I try and, you know, get in these conversations that Brian's in with some of these other big analysts. And it's just they're talking stuff way over my head. And so I I also want to keep it that way, too, where I know what, you know, how to – digest this information for people that are going to be just like me, you know, that do, you know, they don't want to read into every single, you know, uh, playbook and read into every single snap count, every single analysis, you know, they want sort of the, the highlights and, you know, that's what we try and do. But Brian is the smart one for sure. And, and the community can be rough. Uh, the community can be rough. I I've, I've gotten some backlash on Twitter. I screw up on the podcast all the time, names, statistics, uh, it's, one of those things, man. It's a, a lot of numbers and a lot of information. Uh, but I think we do a pretty good job balancing it. Oh, yeah. And actually, you guys <laughs> are kind of, in, in return, you guys are a big affiliate of ours. And it's kind of like you guys have kind of just adapted to our our, our main fantasy sports talk type deal, fantasy football. Yeah. I know uh, we have our fantasy Twitter account, but you guys always pair us in there. And it seems like, we've like again, we've got a good contact. We're in a, a big group on Twitter and stuff like that. There's a lot of numbers, a lot of really big really big people that well i guess maybe not i shouldn't say really big they have big followings but they're yep. they're up and coming people they're not really well known yet but in the community you know they they know what they're talking about and it's like it's just it's just a launching board for everybody to get out there and really take that next step so that that's why we're excited to have you guys on board uh, i know the the uh, football season's kind of winding down yeah so so you know that may be tough i know you you can talk football all day long but you know when you when the season you know winds down what does your guys' show consist of uh, so our plan for the show going into the off season, because like we said, you can never really, as if you want to just analyze data three weeks leading up to a draft, good luck. You know, you're, you, you're going to be behind the eight ball in some of these more competitive leagues. And I think there are some very competitive fantasy football leagues out there. You know, there are guys that pay attention 365. There are guys that do fantasy football year round. So, uh, you know, if you want to take fantasy football half serious and you're in a, relatively competitive league or you're in a keeper league or anything like that you can't sort of shut off in the off season our plan is to just analyze data from the past season uh to do very you know mild projections it's hard to make projections obviously in june what you think is going to happen but if you look at tendencies coaching plays coaching changes are huge in the nfl so you know where different coaches land how that affects the fantasy landscape all those types of things uh, and then obviously you get into the draft and drafting rookies and, the you know, that upcoming class of people. So, you know, that's when really we'll start combine and rookie draft. will start getting back into the probably once a week type show. But, you know, for now, we're still going to do on Twitter always Brian's putting stuff out there and we're going to try and do shows every once in a while to just 
give you analysis of what happened in the past season so that you're ready for the next season. Absolutely. Good stuff. A lot of, a lot of yeah. numbers, like you said. So oh. obviously, like I said, with, with the season winding down, then we're going into the playoffs. Mm-hmm. Um, Obviously, we all know if, by now, if you're a sports fan, uh, what the NFL plans on doing with their ads this year for the Super Bowl. Uh, I'm so they, glad you brought it up. They, they, they decided, obviously, uh, you know, with, with the legality of medical marijuana going around, there were some ads that were eventually going to be broadcast, and they pulled the plug on these. So, mm-hmm. so you stepped up to the plate after uh, some talking in our big group chat, and, yep. I mean, you, you nailed this article uh, you titled it NFL Burns Down Ad Plan for Medical Marijuana. In the article, you touch about, uh, I believe, from the Washington Post, you had, it said 55 million Americans uh, use recreational marijuana, which is yep. about 22% of the entire, what, essentially population, I guess, or, yep, or how it works. Yeah, the entire but, population so, of the U.S., yeah. Crazy. So, I mean, let me, let me hand that over to you. If, if you haven't read the article, go on our website, bellyupsports.com, check it out, um, it's getting a lot of good feedback. Uh, I really haven't seen anybody knock it per se yet at all. But I mean, which is amazing because uh, I should have, I should have, going back and rereading it, I should have uh, spell checked myself a couple of times. But I'm glad that I haven't gotten much backlash yet. That's good. That's nah, good. And that, that just keeps our editors on their toes. So if they missed yeah. anything, I'm going to have to have a conversation. Oh, with don't them, worry so, about it. So no, because I was, I, uh, I, in I, the, no let's put it this way I was in the right mindset to write that article when I wrote it. So. <laughs> If it, pardon me if grammar wasn't perfect. Uh, it was, uh, but it was good. It was a great article. I'm glad you brought it up. Um, yeah, I mean, what I wanted to do was basically just spark a conversation, a very real conversation that we need to have here in America. It's that opiates are a crisis, and we have found that marijuana has helped in some patients. I'm not going to sit here and say everyone should smoke weed. I'm not going to sit here and say that everyone that smokes weed is going to get immense benefit. But doctors have proven that there are a good percentage of people that have weaned off of opiates, have weaned off of other prescription drugs and on a more natural, you know, CBD oils and THC and marijuana. Look, that information is real. Uh, if the NFL doesn't want to, you know, show that information or get this behind the stance of, of marijuana, I think that's, that's wrong. You know, that's not okay. You're a major company, uh, you know, and you have social influence over the people. You can help voters swing one way or another you know if you want to be this progressive innovative company and on the cutting edge and be on you know the edge of twitter and have all this positive pr then you should do these things if you want to just be you know the old man's club looked at as a bunch a bunch of rich white billionaires who have you know legal issues with their players and have all these you know domestic violence issues if that's what you want to keep on then yeah then then don't touch this issue because you will get backlash and, and there will be this older contingency of people who have this stigma of marijuana that will fight back against the NFL. And my answer to that is, I'm not going to deny that it won't get backlash. My answer is, who cares? You know, the NFL should want that backlash and say, look, we're at the forefront. Because in, in the article I said, 30 years from now, this won't be an issue. 30 years from now, we'll look back and we'll say, man, the NFL was very progressive. Good on them. But, you know, they're not. So it's, it's just a shame. It's a shame. Which, it, it, like, it started a pretty good, not so much debate, but a, but a topic on Twitter recently. And I know you've been talking to a guy, uh, I believe his uh, username right now is at RWCAPS. Uh, he goes by Nope. Um, one of his comments was, was actually pretty good. He says, you know, I, I can't get over how they penalize players for testing positive for it. It's not exactly an athletic performance enhancer. 
crazy. So crazy. you look Listen. baseball, you know, the obviously what they're doing is is totally different. They're, I mean, I granted they have a, a, a kind of a similar stance for for this kind of stuff, but you you, you think PEDs? Um, yeah, players in the NFL get popped here and there for it, but it doesn't seem as drastic. It's more. Uh, smoking pot and, and like, you know, things like this that, like he touched on, how is that going to make you a better ball player? I, I, listen, I, I agree with it 100%. You know, where the, you know, where the NFL chooses to draw lines of morality to me is crazy. You know, you want to vilify Josh Gordon for smoking weed, fine. Is he a smart guy? Does, does, you know, if your boss tells you don't smoke and you smoke, yeah, that's probably not smart. But in the off season, if these guys who, want to use it in states where it's recreational or wants to use it in the off season where states where it's, you know, medicinal to get off opiates or to help them sleep or whatever, you know, if it's the off season, that's the off season. So, you know, I get it. If you're in season, the NFL says, look, as long as you're representing our shield, you know, you have to, but, but they don't say you can't drink wine. They don't say you can't have a cigarette. You know, it's starting to get legal in these States. I don't know what else to say. Like it's, you know, 10 years ago, 15 years ago, when it was just medical and it wasn't recreational, you know, then you start getting in a different conversation, but it's recreational now, man. And it's proven medical benefits that it, it helps with CTE issues. It helps with, you know, opiate addiction. These are things that are ravaged in the NFL. Those are things that are big issues for them. And I don't know, I would think that they would want to be in front of it, but they don't, they want to do things like, uh, you know, have their guys, on PEDs, that's fine. You know, as long as ratings are up and ticket sales are up and jerseys are up, then, you know, you're not worrying about bigger social issues. And I guess that's kind of my, my whole piece with this article. And the whole problem is I want the NFL, something that we all consume on such a regular basis. Why do we not hold them to a better standard? Like, why do we not, you know, we would be pissed at Elon Musk. We would be pissed at Apple. We would be pissed at Disney if they started doing some of these deplorable things. We should start being pissed at the NFL. Like, start being pissed. They, can, uh, they I, have I, as much influence. They have as absolutely. much influence as anybody else. I mean, they are huge, multi-billion-dollar, major influence over over the entire country. And you know, this is something that I think, again, it won't be an issue in thirty years. So why not just do this? Because it'll just help. It'll it'll help their cause in the long run. But I think that they want to be and vilify different things. You know, they want to. Uh, you know. Tom Brady deflating footballs is a bigger deal to them uh, than CTE issues and, and domestic violence. So stuff like that, you know, it's just the NFL, sadly, is a business. And they, I don't like the, the vision of that and direction of that business right now. It's driving me nuts. So so not to flip the script, quit, but, quick, <laughs> but uh, you, you mentioned Tom Brady real yeah. quick. Is he is he the GOAT? I, listen, I'm going to get, I know I'm going to get a load of crap for oh, this on the it. chat. I know I am, but I'm from Boston, born and raised. Uh, Tom Brady is, and I'm a, I'm a very, I want to say I'm a very level-headed Boston sports fan. I'll be honest with you. I'm, I'm not the one who's going to sit here and tell you uh, Boston's the greatest city in the world. I, it's up there. Uh, but, Tom, <laughs> uh, but Tom Brady is the GOAT. I mean, he is. At this point, he is the football GOAT for sure. There's no one even close and I think he's starting to get into the, I said it earlier today in the chat, I think he's starting to transcend into one of the greatest athletes of all time. You know, he is, by far, he's beat the NFL. That's it. He's the best football player the NFL has ever seen. Now, where does his name rack? Like, that's what I'm more curious about now. You know, I'm putting 
Muhammad Ali, you know, Tiger Woods, Wayne, Bobby Orr, you know, these greats of great Serena Williams, you know, where do you put, you know, Tom Brady in this list of super greats? Uh, he's getting up there for me there too. If he comes back with another Super Bowl, and I don't know, then he's up there with Jordan, Serena, some of these dominance, you know, the dominance that we've seen for so long. You know, there was a, remember when 146 matches went on where Tiger didn't miss a cut? I mean, we're talking that level of dominance uh, where Tom Brady is just going to win a lot of Super Bowls in a short, you know, in a 15 window. It's crazy. It's crazy. You, so, you yes, still think he's the goat still, of the NFL? He you is. still think he has a few more years? Uh, no, I'm, uh, I'll be honest with you. I am, I'm one of the rare ones around here. I hope he retires sooner rather than later. I really do. I want him to, you know, in my perfect world, in John's perfect world, he wins a Super Bowl and retires this year. Um, and we go out and we, I, we look, we're going to suck regardless without Tom Brady and without a quarterback. There's going to be a little bit of dark times for the Patriots. I'd rather rip the Band-Aid off and get it sooner rather than later. So Tom <laughs> can win me another Super Bowl. He can retire. We'll go in a little bit of a drought for a bit, which is fine. We'll find a quarterback, the next guy. I don't know who, what, when, where, or why, but the Patriots figure it out. We'll get a new guy and we'll, we'll go from there. But I'm, I, I don't know if he has much left in him. He's, he's looking old. <laughs> well, uh, all right. Last episode uh, with Zach, I, uh, I ended on uh, a question. And I, and I love to throw this question out there because uh, it catches people for a loop because we sit here and talk sports all day long. We think we know everything. Some <laughs> claim they do. I don't by any means. I know, you know, but, but we've got a solid group of people that are around us that, that we're built on. Uh, mm -hmm. If we need content or, or answers, yeah, we can go to Google. But a lot of these people in our group have these answers. Mm -hmm. So my question to you is with all this talk about sports, mm -hmm. Who is your favorite Disney princess? Oh, shoot. <laughs> Disney princess. Oh, I love it. I love, the, wow. I love the responses. Well, look, I have, I have, I have two. And I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to have one. And my wife's going to be super proud of me for this one. Look, Tangled, Rapunzel and Tangled with, uh, <laughs> with Mandy Moore was a really, she was really good. She played that character perfectly. So Rapunzel's up there for me. And then I don't know if I would qualify uh, Moana as a princess because she was more the hero of that story, but she, that's, she's pretty badass. I like Moana too. Uh, but I'm gonna <laughs> give it to I'll give it to Rapunzel. She's my number one. She's my girl. Well, <laughs> good. I, I love the answer. Tell, you know, hopefully your uh, your wife gives you a little pat on the back for that one. So I hope so. That'd be that'd be nice to get that. Uh, great. <laughs> But yeah, this, but, uh, listen, it was fun. I'm really psyched that uh, we got to link up like this. This was good. Absolutely. I'm, I'm definitely, like I said, my my goal is to get everybody that contributes, everybody that's a part of, of our brand, our network out there because so many of us sit behind a computer, log a lot of hours. Uh, there's yeah. not much in it for us right now. Long term, it, it would be great. But you guys are the, the true example of why we do this. Um, you know, so check these guys out. Uh, for the love, for the love of Sundays, the, the fantasy show that they have. Uh, these two have—I don't know how long you guys. Well, I mean, you said you're best friends, but you guys oh, don't yeah. know how long you guys been doing it. But I mean, the, the flow, the way that these guys do, it's a lot better than my flow with anybody because <laughs> my flow here, I, I'm you know, I'm watching the video, looking, I'm like, man, do I look stupid, man? How, <laughs> how do I sound, man? You know, you you, you listen to your your recording later, you're like, man, do I really sound like that? But these guys, these guys are good. They know what they're talking about. So check them out. What you what Twitter handles you guys got? 
so mine is at FTLS underscore J bats. And then Brian is at FTL Sundays, but that's also kind of the whole uh, FTLS the whole podcast one. But yeah, but that's Brian specifically. And then me, um, you can get us on Twitter. Yeah. Absolutely. It's, uh, so you, yeah, you can check these guys out on our network, check them out on their, their, uh, you know, individual accounts, give them a follow. They got great stuff. Looking forward to this, this, uh, upcoming season, even though we're not quite ended with the, with the actual season here. So yeah. Don't Mike, the fantasy season never ends. Don't worry. Tune in. I'll get you ready. I'll get everybody ready all the time. It, it, the idea of the fantasy, it just blends into the next season. It doesn't end. It just moves on. There we go. You, you heard it from these guys. Check them out. <laughs> I appreciate you having you on, man. Thanks for everything. Cheers, buddy. I'll see you soon. See you, man. Keep on calling, keep on calling, keep on calling, keep on calling, keep on calling.